Welcome to TGI, Tourism Geography Insights, the podcast of Tourism Geography's journal where we discuss our latest research and developments of our peer-reviewed journal which explores tourism and tourism-related areas of recreation and leisure studies from a geographic perspective. Welcome to the Tourism Geographies podcast brought to you by the Journal of Tourism Geographies, an international journal of tourism, space, place, and environment. Uh, I'm Mary Mustafanajad, and today I'm speaking with Professor Kelly from the University of California, Santa Cruz. Welcome to the show, Professor Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. Over the next 15 minutes, I will be talking to Professor Kelly about her recent work on tourism and solidarity tourism in Palestine. We will proceed to ask a number of questions. So we'll just go ahead and get started. Professor Kelly, can you tell us a little bit about the question or problem that your book set out to understand? For sure. So my book uh, is coming out in January. It's invited to witness Solidarity Tourism. And it set out to understand how, how tourism emerged, particularly Solidarity Tourism, emerged in Palestine as both also an organizing anti-colonial strategy. So I, I work to historicize the emergence of solidarity tourism in Palestine. And the book really works to take seriously solidarity tourism, who its actors are, what, um, what it has to do with diagnosing the colonial present and uh, working toward liberated futures. Wow, that's really interesting. Thanks so much for sharing that. It reminds me of solidarity tourism tours that were quite popular in Latin America and other places globally. Right. Um, how does the, your work on solidarity tourism in Palestine uh, fit in with these larger trends and tourism for social justice? Yeah, I love that question because it was one of the early questions I asked in my research. So when I started doing um, the field work, um, which began, this began as a dissertation project and then project, uh, when I started doing the research, the, the questions that I asked the tour guides were questions like that, like how did this emerge, what kind of models did you use, is this modeled, for example, on tourism, to, on solidarity delegations to Cuba, is this modeled on solidarity de- delegations elsewhere, and I was expecting a more comparative project to emerge from those kind of questions, but interestingly, what a lot of the tour guides that I interviewed pointed toward was first intifada tourism in Palestine, first intifada delegations, um, where uh, organizers would bring uh, internationals to sort of learn more about different um, strategies of resistance during the first intifada. And a lot of the genesis for contemporary solidarity tourism in Palestine started there with a lot of the um, sort of internal struggles and anti-colonial work that paired with leading tours and paired with delegations. So it's interesting because I was expecting a sort of longer and more comparative history and it became a much more detailed history of solidarity tourism functioning in Palestine itself. But I think that that the tour tourists are often doing, especially with the sort of thematic delegations to Palestine, have also done and participated in other kinds of tours to other kinds of places that have a similar focus on questions of anti-colonialism, displacement, racial justice, like all these kinds of, of really um, 
political tourism, but specifically like anti-colonial tourism. Wow, that's really great. And it definitely leads into our next question. I was going to ask you about the background and context of your work. Um, you spoke a little bit about that, but can you share a little bit more about who you talked to in your research, when, when you conducted your research, and just a little bit about the context of Palestine for the, our listeners who have never been there. Yeah, for sure. So I started the project in um, 2012, and I started with a dissertation field research uh, grant that was a small a small grant to go to Palestine for about a month and then worked and went during that time during uh, or during that time rather I was working on the dissertation proposal and so I was sort of thinking about like what the project how, what kind of project was going to emerge what kind of questions I was going to ask and those early questions were about how these guides and organizers turned to tourism as a strategy especially in a context like Palestine where they do not control their borders or have any sort of freedom of mobility. So I was wanting to know how tourism emerged in a context of colonial, of settler colonial restrictions on mobility, settler colonial um, limitations on how Palestinians can move and who Palestinians can collaborate with and work with and, and where they can do that work. So it became a question of like how do you do this work and when did you start doing this work and what is this work like for you and so a lot of those questions really focus on the labor of the tour guide so i interviewed tour guides rather than necessarily like directors of tour organizations um, i interviewed tourists on on the sort of ethics of their presence in palestine i interviewed community members who was hosted tourists um, to sort of get a picture of like what this work is, who does it, what kinds of questions do they ask, what kinds of things do they want to leave, the tourists to leave with. Mm -hmm. um, and so what became really clear after starting the research and being sort of like redirected to the, the first Intifada tours was kind of the arc and shape of the book to, started to take place, which is that it begins with first Intifada tours. So those early sort of clandestine, less formalized tours and delegations. It does a sort of archival analysis of report backs from the, those moments. And then it transitions into the um, tours in the wake of the Oslo Accords, which resulted in further fragmentation of Palestinian land and how tour guides worked after the Oslo Accords and its attendant establishment of the Palestinian Authority and its Ministry of Tourism. So when tour, when Palestinians could be tour guides in Palestine, before that they could not. And so what happened with that moment? Like how the tour, how Solidarity Tours became both an, an analysis of the fragmentation resulting from Oslo, the Oslo Accords, but also an indictment of the Oslo Accords, but also made possible by the Oslo Accords so how they did that work and that's the second chapter and then the other chapters really deal with different kinds of solidarity tours um, inside Israel um, inside Israel's 48 borders but really positioning it across as, as tourism across all of Palestine including um, inside Israel's 48 borders so tours in places that are considered like mixed cities but tours that actually detail how colonial occupation works in those cities as well tour virtual tours of gaza for example where tourists can't go so a lot of different 
spaces, like the book tries to tell the story of solidarity tourism in a way that doesn't further fragment Palestinian land and that shows how tour guides in each of these spaces work with each other and work across these borders that Israel has sedimented in order to divide them. And the, the context of <laughs> coming to the project really, really emerged from, or the coming, the shift, the project has shifted, I would say, like over, over the past decade from what I initially thought was going to be comparative. And I also thought it was going to be a, a lot more about like responses. Like I thought I was going to have like a chapter on Christian Zionist tourism and then a chapter on anti-colonial Christian delegations and sort of like call and response and it didn't work that way because it became a much longer history of how solidarity tourism in Palestine emerged in the first place. Wow, that's great. I'm really excited to dig into this further uh, as soon as I can get a copy of your book, which comes out in 2023. <laughs> We're all looking forward to that. So you deal with a lot of heavy concepts in your book, it sounds like. Can you talk to us a little bit about your theoretical framework and any key concepts that you think really your book is structured around? Yeah, for sure. So I think the, the central, one of the central sort of um, insistences in my book, I, I guess, is, the, is who is the theorist, right? So I talk about the, the tour guides as theorists of their own condition. I interview tour guides. I talk about how they theorize their own labor and how they theorize the work that they do and how they see the work of guiding in a context where they're often asked to rehearse and recite. They're often expected to rehearse and recite the displacement that the tour guide comes with comes knowing about but not but wanting more evidence of and mm. so one of the main things that I argue in the book is that solidarity tourism in Palestine is a phenomenon that's already so limited from its starting point in the sense that it emerges as a strategy because Palestinians are not treated as legitimate narrators of their own condition and their own mm. histories so tourists come to Palestine to see for themselves what Palestinians have long detailed in the historical record and so one of the major things that I'm talking about is citational practice and one mm. of the, the the major things that I'm arguing against is the sort of use of tourism as an alibi for research so when people do um, solidarity tours instead of reading Palestinian scholarship or instead of mm. thinking through and thinking with Palestinian scholars and Palestinians um, theorists of displacement and having to really need to see it to believe it like that whole idea that that they have to see it to believe it um, I really trouble that in the work and I also at the same time sort of refuse to dismiss solidarity tourism as something that is already like voyeuristic and inherently problematic and all of those things because I think that what that does is it, is it dismisses the labor of the tour guides. So the tour guides are doing this work every day, repeating these stories, telling these histories over and over again as a strategy to work toward futures of freedom and to work toward liberatory futures. And they're doing that work in a way that to discount it as occupation voyeurism wholly really minimizes the work that they're doing. So those are some of the, the central ways that I theorize solidarity tourism. And the other, another one rather, is the question of invitation. So I talk about the invitation and I think about the invitation and what it means to invite in a context where you don't control your borders, where you don't control 
well, you don't, you aren't understood to have the capacity to invite. So what does it mean to have the, to, to rest the capacity to invite from Israeli control and not only invite, but also define the terms and parameters of that invitation. So I think while tourists come to Palestine with the expectation to like see displacement, to witness, to have evidence of occupation, tour guides take those expectations and instead ask tourists to evaluate and analyze why they didn't believe those histories in the first place, to sort of think about knowledge production and think about how they know what they know about Palestine. So I think tour guides are constantly reformulating the terms of the invitation and they're saying also how long that invitation is and it's an invitation to be a tourist, not an invitation to come and live and stay in Palestine and do work in Palestine, but an invitation to come for seven days or however long a short truncated amount of time, listen to and learn from Palestinians and then where that also begins the work rather than then sort of is the ending point for the work. So I think there are a lot of ways in which tour guides name and define the contours of the invitation that they are extending in a settler colonial context that tries to delimit um, their movement and also their ability to extend an invitation like that. Wow, that's super interesting. And I think it's going to go a long way in advancing our understanding of the role of the tour guide, which has been obviously a very um, important actor within within tourism and tourism studies. So I'm really excited to see where that goes and to think about the concept of the invitation and the witness. That's great. Okay, so moving on, we just have two more questions for Professor Kelly. Can you talk to us about the key takeaways? What do you want your readers to take away from this book? And yeah, I guess we can go from there. Sure. So I know um, one of my dissertation co-chairs, uh, Naomi Paik, used to say when I was doing the writing for the book, or the then dissertation, you want to write the dissertation eventually book in a way where it matters for people who don't know or aren't invested in Palestine or people who don't know much about or are not invested in tourism but are invested in Palestine. So I think for me one of the key takeaways is that solidarity tourism in Palestine matters for how we think about what it means to to guide tours of a space that's that is t and also a space of military occupation, also a space of settler colonial expansion, also a space of land theft, also a space of displacement. What does it mean to advance and promote and work toward and reformulate and restructure solidarity tourism in those spaces? So I think one of the main takeaways from the book is that solidarity tourism in Palestine matters and not it matters for questions of Palestinian futures and Palestinian freedom struggles, and it also matters for different sites that are also sites of tourism and militarism. Mm. And so I think like all of the scholarship on, on tourism and militarism in Hawaii has been hugely important for how I think about, about solidarity tourism in Palestine and how I think about the, the work that tourism can do toward anti-colonialism and, and how fraught that is. Another major takeaway from the book is really that solidarity tourism in Palestine is really necessitated by colonial forms of knowledge production that have positioned Palestinians not as reliable narrators. Mm. Um, so I think that that is a really important 
aspect to the book so to not only ask like what is solidarity tourism and what does it do but also like why why is what why the turn to tourism in the first place why does tourism have this kind of like analytic and political purchase in palestine and why do tourists feel the need to accumulate more evidence in of occupation and displacement in palestine when that evidence abounds mm. and, and when that evidence abounds in palestinian scholarship and and the literature on displacement in palestine so that's another major takeaway and then i think the third takeaway is really about the labor of the tour guides because i think taking something like solidarity tourism of palestine seriously means taking the labor of the tour guides really seriously and it also has necessitated a sort of multidisciplinary or interdisciplinary multi-method project so so it require i think that doing a project like this taking tour guides labor seriously in a way that isn't sort of presentist and focused on only today, but also that takes into consideration these earlier delegations I was talking about really necessitates that you do interviews and that you do archival work and that you do discursive analysis and that you, that you it has required that I bring all of those approaches to the project. So I think there's also a takeaway in the book around, around methods and around doing scholarship that, that is in concert with these anti-colonial organizing strategies. That's great. It may, reminds me, but you talked a little bit about militarism and some of the work in Hawaii, and I have noticed that you you will be uh, working on a detours yeah. book that I know Professor Bernadette Gonzalez from the University of Hawaii is also, or is the editor, yeah. one of, the co-editor? The co-editor, yeah, well the series, they both, um, Hoku Akao and Bernadette Gonzalez uh, were the co-editors of Detours, A Decolonial Guide to Hawaii, and then are now the series editors of the Detour series at Duke University Press. And so we're doing Detours, A Decolonial Guide to Palestine. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm really excited to see what what you come up with for that. Um, yeah. One of the, Kyle Kajihiro actually started Detours in Honolulu. So um, yeah, yeah that's and what... we're thrilled to work on this project. Um, I'm, I'm working on it with my uh, co-editors, Samik Sen and, and Leila Sharif. And we are in the process of we're about to sort of submit the full manuscript and we have all our submissions and it has just turned out to be this this compilation of pieces that rethink everything from sort of like walking the reader through a tour of different places in occupied Palestine to thinking about how to do a tour, how to narrate a tour of return to Palestine after liberation to like postcards from liberated space in Palestine so there's all these ways that just like the first volume which is amazing trace how people working toward anti-colonial futures really take the forms and modes and tropes of tourism and turn them on their head to work toward um, work toward freedom and work toward liberation all right that's great well it was wonderful talking with you professor kelly and for our listeners dr kelly's book both books <laughs> are going to be out soon i'm invited to witness will be out in 2023 and when will we be able to buy a uh, copy it'll of- probably be a, a little over a year i imagine from now but all we're, right we're getting close <laughs> be on the lookout detours for palestine and don't forget to follow us on twitter at tourism journal until next time happy travels